You're listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humour. Welcome back to the Good Morning podcast. If you are new here, we are your hosts, Sal and Im, and you are listening to our very first episode of Grievers Anonymous. We cannot tell you how much we've been looking forward to this new segment coming to life. Pardon the pun. Oh, great pun. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, But honestly, guys, it's a really special one. And as always, it wouldn't be possible without you lot. So a huge, huge thank you to everyone who has called our hotline to share your confessions, your questions and your messages of solidarity. We've been absolutely blown away by your stories. And I think the main reason that we wanted to introduce this segment is to give everyone an opportunity to share what's going on for you. Um, We know that it's really important to get things off your chest when you're grieving and you might not have an outlet to say how you really feel. And it's just really important to know that you're not alone as well. So the stories you're about to hear are real. They are raw. They're incredibly honest. And we feel so honored to be able to hold this space for you. Everyone is going to be remaining anonymous throughout this segment and it is very important for us to flag up front that we are not medical professionals and all of the advice and the responses that we share throughout this episode are solely based on our own experiences and insights that we've gained through the work that we do with Good Morning. So if you are struggling, we do highly recommend that you seek some professional help. Absolutely. Super important, guys. If things are tough or you are feeling like you're not coping, um, please do seek professional help. It's something that that has really helped us both having that support and we we highly recommend it. But on to the episode. Let's listen to our first caller. Hey, Salon M. First and foremost, I want to say thank you so much for your podcast. I stumbled upon it basically when trying to find an outlet for my grief after losing my dad uh less than three months ago here i was very close with him um in a weird way it's been comforting to know that i am not alone in these struggles that i'm having with processing the loss of my father um which i guess leads me to my confession um i uh i'm a perfectionist i um i'm a gym owner and a personal trainer so i have a very customer facing job I feel like I have to support and be there for a lot of people. And I have grown incredibly frustrated with how much grief has zapped my energy. I feel like I have this gray cloud following me everywhere. And I am so kind of um, pissed off at myself, to be perfectly honest, that I I just can't get over this, that, um, you know, people need me. So why can't I just get my act together? Um I've grown exceptionally frustrated. Uh, It's turned into a lot of negative self-talk, a lot of negative thoughts, a lot of dark thoughts. Um, Not unlike what I was experiencing when I was dealing with suicidal thoughts and depression. Um, Back 20 years ago, I had an eating disorder. Um, Obviously nothing I would act on. Uh, All I can say is thank God for therapists. Uh, She's been a godsend. But um, that is sort of, I guess, my my confession um, is that uh, I just, I spiral hard. And, um, I know it will get better inherently. I know it will get better, but right now it's just, there's some very dark moments and I, I wish they would end. 
Um, I wish I could just work past this. And I know that grief is a process, but, um, but I guess that's why I'm thankful for people like yourself and what it is that you do. So um, again, thank you so much. Um, and I will be tuning in to the next episodes and hanging on your every word. And I guess we're all in this together. So thank you again for helping me along uh, my grief journey. It is very much appreciated. Firstly, we are so glad that you stumbled across us and that you found comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. I, I feel like I can relate so much to what you're experiencing, especially around feeling frustrated with how much grief has like zapped your energy. I feel like I thought of you straight away when I heard yeah. this one, Sal. Yeah. I really, really related to this to this caller. And what I will say is that three months is so, so fresh in your grief. You, you mentioned that you're feeling pissed off at yourself, that you can't get over it or get your act together. And I think one of the hardest parts about grief, especially when you are someone who's in, you know, a customer-facing, high-performance job like yours, is coming to terms with the fact that grief takes time. Like three months yeah. is so, so, so raw. You know, it it's not something that just disappears after a few months. And it's really hard when you're in those, you know, high pressure roles and you've got to feel mm. like you've got to put on a front or you've got to sort of be seeming to have, have it together when yeah. really you're feeling like less than great. Um, but I think it's just accepting that like this is going to take time and it is okay if you are not, if you are not okay. And I, you know, I'm someone that has tried to like rush my grief um, or try to sort of, you know, put get on back front, to normal. I feel like you normal. really wanted to like get back to your normal high performing self straight away, didn't you? Definitely. You know, when, um, my job was very client facing and, you know, very busy and high and high, a high performance role as well. So I completely relate to this. And um, I think it's just also having that time um, for yourself in the evenings or weekends to try and process, be kind to yourself, you know, just give yourself that space to to be how you really feel. If you're spending a lot of your time, you know, trying to hold it together, then I think it's really important just to, to let yourself feel the feels when you do have that downtime. And, you know, I'm someone that definitely tries to rush my grief. And I don't know if you remember in when we um, interviewed, it was, it was probably about a year and a half ago now, we interviewed one of our previous podcast guests, Joe Betts. And we were yes. laughing, weren't we? Because we were talking with Joe about like, because Joe and I are quite similar and we, you know, trying to yeah. sort of like, you know, get back to normal. And we were laughing about how we were trying to like beat our grief. Oh my God, Remember? the game show. Yes, yeah. the game show. Beat, beat the beat grief. That <laughs> um, I think, you know, for this, for this listener, you know, real lesson for me and maybe it is for you as well is accepting that like everything is, everything you're going to be feeling, it is normal. And these things it does take time and you've got to give yourself that time and space. And so don't beat yourself up or get pissed off. If you're not like, if you're still feeling griefy, like it's still so raw for you. And it is, it is okay. If you are not feeling hundred percent, in fact, it is normal. So normal and so common. And another big lesson we we've learned is how much grief 
and emotional trauma of losing someone we love can impact your brain function as well. So it's actually a huge shock to your system when someone dies. We're operating in survival mode in a heightened state of stress, which can impact you in so many ways. And I think a lot of what you're talking about, you know, could be because of this as well. Like we feel exhausted. We can experience brain fog and not be able to perform the way that you normally would pre-grief. So we actually had a fascinating, we have a fascinating interview coming up later this season, actually with a world-renowned neurologist called Dr. Lisa Shulman. And she has done a wealth of research on this topic. So I really wanted to kind of mention this to you because I think that you know, we really want to highlight that it does take time to process mm. loss, like Sal said, and all of these feelings that you mentioned, they're all, they are all really common and normal. And what's happening to your brain is it's being really impacted by your emotional trauma from the loss of your dad. So yeah, we just, we can't stress enough to you that like what you're feeling is normal. And I think, yeah, it's just something that we have to write out, unfortunately. Absolutely. There's no quick fix to this 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 thing we call grief um <laughs> we, we've and, tried <laughs> we yeah tried. what's that meme that's like oh I've been googling the five stages of grief to see how I can bash them out in 20 minutes like, yeah <laughs> like that but honestly like lower expectations on yourself right now like it can be so easy to judge yourself and judge yourself hard but you know lowering expectations and having self-compassion is is important we are also like queens of spiraling hard, aren't we, Sal? Like we're so good at it. Like when when this caller said like she starts to spiral, it's like we do that as well. But I think our advice to you would just be, yeah, like Sal said, practice self-compassion rather than trying to rush your grief out the door and wish it away. Try and sit with it in those dark moments and just acknowledge it. And when you feel yourself kind of falling into those negative thought spirals, like really catch yourself and replace those negative thoughts with self-compassionate affirmations, even like, you know, for example, you could replace those thoughts with things like, I don't have my shit together right now, but that's okay. This is how I feel in this moment. And I'm not going to feel this way forever. Grief takes time and I give myself full permission to be a hot mess for as long as I need to. But yeah, try try doing that when you can catch yourself going into those negative thoughts. And yeah, we're sending you so much love. That's great advice. And also, yeah, just, just self-compassion and also keep sticking with the therapy. You know, we've both really found it to be really helpful and it's great that you're exploring that. So definitely keep with it and just go easy on yourself and we're sending you lots of love on to our next caller for our first episode of grief is anonymous griefiest confession ever ever <laughs> um when my dad passed me and my family had agreed on saying that he had died from a stroke well the truth is that he died from suicide at the moment, for me, it made sense. Um, too, it was too painful. It still is. And I just don't want to admit it. Now, fast forward to today, almost seven months after he passed. Um, I feel like not being able to tell everyone that my dad died from suicide, they just don't get the sort of grief that I'm going through, which is particularly 
different than all other grievers, not to say it's better or worse. Um, so yeah, now I am between how to tell people, like, hey, it's been seven months, but guess what, actually, this is what happened. And I get this feeling of, like, sort of, like, having to come out, you know? Um, anyways, either way, I'm not sure I feel ready for others, even if they're friends or uh, people that know my family, to sort of openly talk about this. I'm not ready to hear their opinion, their reaction, their comments, their anything. But at the same time, I feel like I'm not being truthful. Even with very few grieving friends that I've... Actually, they're my uh, childhood... Well, not childhood friends, but from high school. Um, don't know how to come out to them. Because same reason. Anyways, um, if there are any tips that anyone can share with me, comments, advice, anything. Thank you. This really is the griefiest confession ever. Wow. There's so much to unpack with this one. Um, firstly, we are so sorry for what you're going through. My mum died by suicide and I know the pain all too well, as well as the shame that can come with experiencing this type of loss. And it's just such an, I think, an unbelievable way to lose someone. And it's really difficult to wrap your head around and comprehend how someone can take their own life. And so there's absolutely no judgment here on your decision not to tell people. I just want to let you know that like the actual, yeah, telling people the actual cause of death straight away. Like I completely understand where you're coming from and why, why you would have made that decision with your family not to do that. So I think suicide loss takes a long, long time to process. And also that feeling of stigma that's unfortunately still attached to suicide loss may well, may very well be a contributing factor as to why your family didn't feel comfortable talking about it. I think, you know, sometimes it's almost easier not to mention how they died as I think people still have very strong and completely ridiculous sometimes preconceived notions about suicide. And I think mm. like, you know, there's still people out there that like think suicide is a selfish act or, you know, other, other things, which I'm not going to get into because it makes my blood boil. <laughs> but this is one of the main reasons why I think I was really adamant um, starting Good Morning that I wanted to share my story early on, I think, to try and help smash the stigma that's unfortunately still attached to suicide. So, you know, people like yourself weren't ever feeling ashamed to talk about, you know, your truth and what actually happened. So thank you for, for calling in and for sharing mm. this with us. There's a lot to unpack. So what are your thoughts? We're so, I mean, like, I'm, I'm so, so sorry that you're, that you're feeling this way, but I mean, you think you're absolutely right in feeling that the grief that comes with suicide loss is different. And, mm. you know, unfortunately there is, a stigma attached to it still and I think it must be really hard for you not being able to get that support from people that you need because they don't know the extent of the trauma that you're experiencing. And I think people who are bereaved by suicide often say they worry that they'd be judged in a way that would not happen if their loved one died by a natural cause. So I think it is actually very common so mm. we just want to let you know that. It's so hard though, because I know you're probably super nervous going into these conversations and there's just so much weight to it. But 
I would maybe just like explain to them that suicide loss is very traumatic and shocking Mm -hmm. and your family needed time to process it privately Mm -hmm. without people asking questions to things that I think you probably felt you weren't in a position to answer at the time because it is so fucking shocking. Like, and that's what people don't realize unless they've been through it. But like, yeah, you're in no state to be talking to anyone like I yeah I definitely couldn't have I wasn't even the person that rung around and told everyone I couldn't have done it so Mm. you know I think just explain to them that you weren't in a position to be able to at the time you needed to process what had happened and it's also I think like quite difficult to predict how people will react but if you are comfortable enough with them I definitely initiate the conversation by saying the reasons you felt you couldn't be truthful at the time were that and just say you were not ready to hear people's opinions as well or deal with any of the reactions as it was just too raw for you and hopefully by doing this then they respond in a sensitive manner but if they don't well I don't know I I would also go into the situation with some boundaries in place and have a plan Mm -hmm. for yourself to like hightail it out of there if you begin to feel uncomfortable what do you reckon Sal? I think so I think um also I don't know if you're seeing anyone or speaking to a professional, um, but I think if you don't have that outlet in terms of support from others because they don't know what you're really going through, I would Mm. recommend definitely speaking to a professional and having that safe space to really talk about what actually happened and what's going on for you. But we're really sorry that you're going through this and it sounds like you've got a lot on your plate and, you know, having to then worry about other people's reactions and expectations is an added stress that you, you know, you don't need on top of everything else. So in the meantime, you know, we really hope that you're taking good, good care of yourself. Let's jump into our final call out for today's episode. Oh, hi. Um, I'm bringing from London. Um, I lost my child to suicide um coming up for two years ago in September he was 17 then I lost my mum four months later quite sadly varicose vein bleed very traumatic very horrible and then my dad died of a stroke so I lost three within seven months um I ended up I've recently found out the guy I was in a relationship with for seven years has started dating again a few months ago. Friends shared it on Facebook when they came to visit me and it's a bit like I'm erased out and just kind of this person is photoshopped in. He'd known her for a while and it's completely floored me, more so than a lot of the grief that I've gone through. I'm really angry with myself for feeling so much and I'm really puzzled as to why I care because actually he wasn't kind to me when I was grieving. He told me I had the grief card and we went through yeah, a hideous time and it was a very <clears throat> lonely place and I'm trying to process and work through but it's just weird that I've been through so much trauma and yet this has made me react so badly. So just, oh, that's just me in a nutshell. Thank you for listening. I just want to jump through the mic right now and give you a massive hug. Oh my God, me too. We're so sorry for all that you've experienced. Like losing three loved ones in seven months is 
you know, it's, it's on another level. It's such an awful lot to deal with. To echo Sal, we are so, so, so sorry. Um, you've been through a lot of loss in such a short span of time. It is absolutely no wonder you are feeling flawed by your relationship breakdown. Like I can hear in your voice that you're kind of judging yourself for having such a strong reaction to the situation. And I just want to say grief is surprising. It's messy. It doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, at the time. And because you've been through so many different losses, I think you might, you know, not have been able to process each loss individually. And it's almost like all compounded. And then when you've been faced with this, like Facebook post of this guy in another relationship, it's like it just tipped you over emotionally. So I just want to say that, like, there's a lot of compounding grief happening here. And and we know, you know, that multiple losses, like it's really hard to process those individually. So I would say, I don't think it's just that one thing that's kind of making you feel that way. What do you think, Sal? It kind of reminds me of this conversation we have with Megan Devine, who's a psych, uh, psychotherapist and grief advocate. And we were talking about sort of when we feel like our self-esteem mm. and our self-confidence really takes a, a hit and we kind of really judge ourselves in, in grief. And she said, like, and I thought this was really interesting. She said, we've, we've internalized this narrative, of like we're not supposed to need someone. Um, and then when relationships break up or we lose the people that we love, you know, in a relationship breakup is losing someone that you love and care about. Yeah. And there's says, grief that comes with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. She says, you know, actually we're mammals and relational beings and like we we need people. And when we lose people, whether that's through death or through a relationship ending, you actually lose a mirror and a reflection to yourself. Mm. And you stop being able to see yourself clearly as you don't have that relational mirror. Um, and that can like be really, it, it can be really confusing and really lonely. And when you're trying to process that on multiple levels, I think it's no wonder that it's, it can really sort of it can be lonely and it can hurt and it can impact you. And, um, you know, I, I'm really sorry as well to hear that, you know, that you've been told you had the grief card. That's, that's not okay. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's really tough. That made me angry. (laughs) I think, you know, it sounded like a really unsupportive situation you were in and it's no wonder, you know, this is all triggered you and caused you to have such a strong reaction. Um, I also wanted to mention something that we learned from speaking with Mary Hoang, uh, who is a grief counsellor. And it was on one of our earlier podcast episodes, actually. And she talked a lot about how grief can bring to the surface a lot of unprocessed trauma. So it sounds to me, I'm not a professional, but this is just my opinion. Um, Like, even though you're having a strong reaction to the relationship situation, I think it is likely just the catalyst for all of your other potentially unprocessed traumas that have come to the surface. So I don't think it will be just that one thing because you have experienced so much emotional trauma in such a short amount of time. You're going to have strong emotional reactions when things go wrong in your life or when things happen to you. Like it makes it really, really exponentially harder to deal with things and to cope with things. So I did just want to highlight that as well. Like I don't think it's just that one thing that you are mentioning. I think it's probably the catalyst for yeah a lot of the pain and and hurt that you've experienced over the years I think as well that it sounds like it was so unsupportive and you've gone through three losses in such a short time 
traumatic losses you mm. need that support and it hurts when people don't give us that support it really Fuck hurts yeah. Fuck yeah. you know and um and it's hard when you're in a toxic relationship like I've been in toxic mm. relationships in the past and they've left you know they've been some of the hardest ones to get over I'm not gonna lie like you know it's uh it really can impact you. It can impact your self-esteem. Um, and it sounds like, you know, things weren't handled in a nice way and you weren't treated kindly or with compassion. So it makes you question things. It makes you question yourself. And I think that might be what's going on as well. And, um, you know, it, it, it can just be really hard when you're in a, a relationship with someone who's unsupportive and toxic. And um, I feel like we could do a whole episode on like toxic relationship grief as well. But like you yeah. said, because I think you were in a toxic relationship too, that impacts your self-esteem and your self-confidence. And so does grief. So you've got all of these huge things happening in your life that are impacting your self-esteem and your self-confidence. So it's no wonder that you're feeling this way, but we just want to give you a massive hug through, yeah, through this podcast and just yeah. know that, you know, what you're feeling is is normal, I think. And we want to share some things that might help you. Um, I think journaling can be a really great way to process what's going on for you. It might help you unpack some of your thoughts and the feelings that you have to give you a bit more clarity around the situation. Um, mm. and, and someone that helped me actually... Um, this is years ago it was before I met my husband but um it was when I was coming out of a toxic relationship there's a lady called Natalie Lou um and her her name is spelt her surname is spelt um l-u-e um she's got a website and a podcast and some books um called baggage reclaim Mm. and it's all about you know breaking the cycle of emotionally unavailable relationships and this this you know I don't know this guy but sounds maybe like that was what what was going on um I found her really helpful in in kind of navigating the end of a toxic relationship so um yeah I'll link link her in the show notes but um you know she basically dives into like emotional unavailability you know shady relationships healing old wounds and I I personally found her work really helpful so maybe it might help you too but again as with all elements of grief and difficult things in life, if you are, you know, if you, if you feel open, if you're not already to seeking professional help, you know, these things can be helpful, but above all, we're so sorry that you're going through this. It it sounds really difficult, but please don't blame yourself. Great suggestions there, Sal. And yeah, sending you huge amounts of love. You are not alone. Thank you for calling in. You know, I know it's probably not easy to, to, share these things but I hope that by having this space you know you're able to kind of get a little bit off your chest and also hopefully some of our suggestions today have been helpful too and guys thank you so much to everyone who's dialed the hotline so far we've got some amazingly brave and raw messages coming up in our next episodes of Grievers Anonymous and if you would like to share your confession or you have a question that you'd like Sal and I to unpack on the pod um The link to our hotline is in the show notes, or you can also find it by the link in our Instagram bio. Thanks guys. And bye for now.